Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. And here we are, back another edition of Kevin's Corner on Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, wow. Um, Shaquille Leonard no longer a member of the Indianapolis Colts. And honestly, Eddie Garrison, the wow for me just comes from walking in that locker room today and seeing an empty locker next to Zaire Franklin and like a very empty locker. And, you know, that to me is probably the thing that stands out, you know, timing of it um, and the fact that that's how his career ends. You know, imagine saying in 18 or 19 or 20 and 21 that, you know, Shaquille Leonard's career is going to end on a Tuesday coming back from the bye week with a roster move that brought Ronnie Harrison Jr., you know, onto the 53-man roster. So, just crazy. Um, Absolutely crazy. We'll obviously hit on a lot of that today on this edition of Kevin's Corner. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. And to Um, all of our listeners out there. That's right. All of them that listen to us via podcast and on uh, YouTube. Uh, On a positive note to start the pod before we get into the Shaq Leonard news, uh, go to Thanksgiving side dish. What is your favorite? Oh boy, I have honestly a pretty big stuffing fan, um, okay. and I've said this earlier today, Eddie. Don't just waste space on the Thanksgiving plate. Don't try to appease Grandma. Don't try to appease the aunt that brought the cranberry sauce. If you don't want it, don't get it. We eat the meal once a year. You put whatever the bleep you want to on that plate. See, I'm a freak. I'm one of those freaks. I don't like my food touching, so I get multiple plates. Well, <laughs> well, I hope you're on dish duty. Then for that, um, divide and conquer, but again, make sure that uh, you certainly make your way through the things that you want on your plate. That's my Thanksgiving thoughts. Sweet potato casserole with marshmallows over the top. That's mine. Wow. I can see why you're a multiple plate guy after hearing that. Yeah, my mom makes it yeah. very, very, very that good. That sounds outstanding uh and then also is salivating let's go into the shack (laughs) well i i will just you know add this and i feel like you know the the older you get i don't know maybe it's now having two kids and max being a little bit over a year now you just find yourself more and more grateful each and every year and thanksgiving is the holiday that kind of speaks for itself and maybe when you were younger it was football and how can mac and cheese be on my plate and and now you um I, i certainly have Great realization for the for the meaning, and so uh, cherish that time with family and friends, and safe travels to everybody out there. As we know, it's a really busy time from a travel standpoint. You know, on the Shaq Leonard front, um, Eddie, last week we didn't have a chance to do the podcast on Wednesday. We just did the one, and Shane Steichen met the media on Tuesday. Someone asked him about Leonard and his performance against the Patriots. And Steichen's answer was about eight or nine seconds. The answer gets done. And I think to myself, all right, I'm going to text our morning show producer, Mark Dykton. I would like that clipped because I'd like to react to that on the show tomorrow morning. And the more I watched that New England game, the more I thought Shaquille Linder deserved to be benched uh, for his performance. And I thought that Steichen's answer didn't slam the door shut to that being a possibility. So that's why I wanted that clip you know, brought out. I feel like I've been pretty consistent with Leonard this season in that you know, he was not living up to $20 million value anywhere close to that, whether that is 
you know, playing time, whether that was the splash plays, either of it. And I'd say kind of the overarching theme from yesterday and that press release and cutting him is this. In 2019, the Colts held on far too long with Adam Vinatieri, and I ripped them up and down about Frank Reich and Chris Boward routinely pointing to the back of the baseball card of Vinatieri and refusing to acknowledge that this was a 40-something-year-old kicker that was clearly hurt, and it was impacting your wins and losses. And I felt like the accountability for Vinatieri was different than other guys in that locker room. And while he's had an unbelievable Hall of Fame first bout career, when you're 40-something years old and you're dealing with a knee injury, you can't look at that through those sorts of glasses. And here at a moment of major accountability that is not Deion Jackson, that's not Daryl Baker Jr., under Shane Steichen, the Colts held Shaquille Leonard to a very accountable standard. And again, in my opinion... The question for me was, and I guess if I was going to answer my own question, I thought he should be benched starting this week. I thought at the very least, EJ Speed should flip and get the amount of snaps that Shaq was getting. But more or less, I thought that even benching him would have made sense. So um, I have preached accountability needing to be there for this franchise, and it hasn't been there. And you can make the argument maybe it, it, it hasn't been there at some other spots. But it was on display yesterday. Um, And it sends quite the message. Whether you were intending to or not, it sends a massive message throughout that locker room. Um, And it, it, it also provided a little bit of, damn, like this is the harsh reality of injuries bleep and suck. Because so much of this, 99% of it, in my opinion, although Shane Steichen was a little noncommittal and pressed about it today, it just comes down to his play on the field. And the two back surgeries in five months, Eddie, and that being the end of a special career. And yeah, I got a little pushback on this this morning, and I'm like, were people not alive in 2018? Do they forget what Shaquille Leonard did his first four years in the NFL? Let me stop you here, Eddie. You think Reggie Wayne is a Hall of Famer? Yeah. I do as well. Reggie Wayne in his career, uh, long career, um, you know, whatever it up, 14-some years if it ends, uh, or if you add it all up, three All-Pros. Of the three All-Pros, one of those is a first-team All-Pro. Shaquille Leonard was on a direct path to Canton, Ohio, and we're talking a straight line. He had a police escort after four seasons. Shaquille Leonard, through his first four years in the NFL, four All-Pro seasons, three of them on the first team. So if you want to look at the number of All-Pro selections, the number of first-team All-Pro selections, he had had more than Reggie Wayne. And I just bring up Reggie because I'm trying to think of a relevant Colts Hall of Fame-type candidate. And for people that act like Shaq Leonard was not on a path to Canton, Ohio is just beyond naive. He was doing things we've never seen done at the linebacker position. You know, whatever wideout you want to point to in today's NFL, we are still seeing, you know, Tyree Kill is unbelievable. You can point to other wideouts that have put up some Tyree Kill type numbers. Leonard was doing something from a turnover play making standpoint that we have never seen. 
Was he the greatest run stopper? No. Is he absorbing gobs and gobs of blocks and making plays necessarily um, like whatever Ray Lewis might have in the run game? No. But when you're talking about the rare commodity of turning the football over, he did it at an extraordinarily level. And so many people point to, well, he got paid and he quit. He got paid and he changed his name. You know, I think all those are just such stupid comments. Um, Eddie, he got paid. And look at his 2021 season. I mean, he still did it then, right? that first year. And then that lingering ankle pain continued through that 2021 season. And all of a sudden, when he gets on the field in the spring of 2022, and he's deemed you know not ready, and then all of a sudden it's a back surgery in June, and it's another one in November, and here we are. Um, so yeah, it is a, um, you know, someone mentioned to me earlier today, it's very reminiscent of Victor Oladipo, in that you have guys... In, you know, I think Shaq certainly is at a higher level. But it, both of those players' cases, Eddie, um, they're elite athletes. They need that peak athleticism because in Shaq's case, he's playing linebacker 215. In Victor's case, he was playing two guard as a streaky shooter who was 6'4. So you got to do freakish things athletically in other areas, very, be very instinctual to make up for that. And when all of a sudden Leonard's athletic traits were limited, this was almost inevitable. And when I started to hear nerve and back, right then and there, man, I, I've always looked at this season and thought, this is your chance to get an out after this year, and you're going to have to do it, unless he proves me wrong. Um, I've brought up before, you know, for those that have been out to training camp, and you get the up-close look at Shaq Leonard, and you look at the good leg versus the bad leg, you see a stark, stark contrast. You know, I've tried to bring up the Mario mushroom analogy, if you will. I mean, it is, it's two totally different definitions with that. So um, I know that was a lot. Um, this is the right move. You could nitpick the timing of it. Um, I think that's fair. But at the end of the day, um, I, I probably more side on the, I understand what the Colts are, are, are doing here. And I agree with it. Um, the accountability needs to be there um, financially, especially with Gus Bradley as your defensive coordinator. It just doesn't make sense. You know, might you need him down the stretch if EJ Speeder is there? Franklin gets hurt, sure, but you know, to me, it was either you were doing this on February 21st or November 21st, yeah, and you decided to do it uh, following the bye week, which. To be clear, the timing is very awkward. You know, being at his event last night, uh, you felt awful for the dude because he's such a he's such a psychotic competitor, and I say that with a lot of compliment behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on everything that you just said. Uh, the 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 play that you were receiving from him did not match close. Yeah, it didn't sniff it to the money that he was being paid. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I raised question on was the timing of of it, like. And then hearing Shaq explain, yeah, I asked for a November meeting. Um, Gus told me on Monday I would be inactive going forward, and then today they informed me that I'm being released uh, and that he would be okay with taking a backseat role, in, which didn't line up with what he had been saying the last two weeks. And I think that uber competitiveness that he has that fuels him every week, I don't think it would allow him to sit there for the remainder of the season. Uh, behind EJ Speed, yeah, it, it it would have been awkward. Certainly, um, you know, if the Colts had to do it all over again, would they just have outright cut him on Monday? 
and not given the hey, we're going to have you inactive and then we'll sleep on and then we wake up Tuesday and we think to ourselves, boy, that sounded decent at the time. But or even the way his ankle issue was initially treated. Sure, I mean you know hindsight's obviously twenty twenty, and yeah, the medical element to this is certainly something at play. Um, again, through Leonard's a couple Leonard notes here. Uh, he's the only player in NFL history with 10 or more picks, 15 or more sacks, and 15 or more forced fumbles in the first five years of a career. He did that after year four. Eddie, um, him, Quentin Nelson, Jim Parker, the only Colts players in the historic franchise of the Colts to get first-team All-Pro honors in three of four seasons. I mean, it, it's... Um, the resume was astonishing. The past tense of it, unfortunately, is the reality of it. He was on a Canton path. There is no question about it. Was he a perfect player? No. But his historic nature to taking the ball away is just not something you see at linebacker. And for that, he was able to cover up a lot of it. And think about the timeliness of it, Eddie, and the, and the variety of punch-outs and interceptions. And he just – it always seemed like he would dial one up and I didn't even need to see who it was. You just knew 53 was going to pop off the turf with the ball. Um, I, I think his energy was infectious. I, I think guys certainly mentioned that several times today in the locker room. I tweeted out a video. You know, guys like Quentin Nelson talking about him and DeForest Buckner and you know obviously Zaire Franklin and all of that. So um, I, I would say lastly on it, you know, what, you know, okay, where's their blame? Is there blame on it? I think the overall thought, and it's probably been my biggest Ballard criticism throughout, is improperly investing into non-premium positions. That's probably been my biggest Ballard issue. All 22 are not created equal. You can stick with that on Leonard. I still think, though, injury suck defines this more than anything. You know, okay, so in 2021, Eddie... You give him the extension in August, right? And yeah. at that point, it's Matt Eberflew still here. So he goes out, and he had he had come off, you know, an, an ankle uh, ankle surgery that off season leading into that year. Remember, he sat out kind of the first what was it, eight or nine days of camp. Um, you know, people were kind of wondering, hey, what, you know, why is he sitting out? Is there a little bit more here to it? Um, Leonard in that twenty twenty one season. This is coming off of obviously the the previous you know all pro Pro Bowl seasons that he had on a year in year out basis, and Leonard goes out that year and he gets you four interceptions, which is I would say a notable number for a linebacker. He's got eight passes broken up. He's got eight forced fumbles, which led the NFL. Eight forced fumbles for a guy that's not just like ferociously coming off the edge like he's Robert Mathis, you know, snap in and snap out. So, again, that first year after he signed it, he still produced at a really, really high level. Um, Again, I think you can go back to the root of you don't draft off-ball linebackers that high. Um, You know, if you want to get nitpicky – you knew at 215 pounds there was going to be a risk of how longevity filled a career would be. Um, could he be that effective of a player? And then, yeah, if you look at the contract, I mean, you're obviously going to eat a good amount of that. Um, I think you could get a little nitpicky. And honestly, 
if you look back on it, you probably think to yourself, Chris, be selfish. You've drafted that position better than any other. I mean, it is it is incredible how well Chris Bauer has drafted linebacker. Be selfish and just say, we're just going to draft another one. And hell, I mean, whether it's round three, four, five, six, seven, they have found linebackers. Um, hindsight, again, can get really, really 2020 on it. Should you have cut Leonard this offseason and re-signed Bobby Okereke? I don't know if I'm going there on it. I think everyone, I think either you have everybody in a camp of Ballard's the greatest, build a statue, or Ballard knows nothing and he should have been fired 37 times. <laughs> um, I think you can look at it from both sides of that lens. Um, and I will stick to you don't invest as highly as he did in non, non-premium positions. And honestly, his drafting record of that position is a perfect reason why. Yeah. But giving out of the contract when Eberflus was still the coordinator, he produced heavily after that first year. I don't know if I can go there. One final final thing on the Shaq front. Do you think we see him play another snap this year with another team? You know, I, I asked him the R word yesterday. I asked him about retirement. And I thought he'd bite my head off when I asked him, because I've asked him that before, and, and he has. Um, you know, didn't Malki Kawa tweet out he's got options earlier mm-hmm. today? I, if I were him, I'd take the year off. I look at it, Eddie, and think he's got one more run at it. If he were to join Buffalo, just throwing out a team, and they view him as a all right we're a contending team let's see what he's got and it doesn't go well they've got no ties to him they're not going to be patient with him whatsoever Um, and all of a sudden if he starts to put some bad tape on in a different color uniform that's not going to be good Mm -mm. so I kind of view it as regroup he's in a super emotional individual regroup Mm -hmm. Um, you know I don't think physically there is anything that necessarily needs to get done, but just kind of, I mean, hell, look at the money and sit on it for a couple months and get back at it in 2024. Now, I know that's not how he's wired at all, but that's what I would do. That's the advice I'd be giving him and see what can happen one more time. Uh, As we record this, he's not been claimed off waivers. I don't think that's too shocking at all considering how much money you would be – you'd be taking on so um i'm trying to think anything else leonard related for me eddie uh anything else for you nothing related to him specifically uh just kind of want to touch on like what's next obviously ej speed will presumably get majority if not all of those reps now right, right. at that position but how does a guy like saguna luby or Grant Stewart now sure. factor into that linebacker rotation. Yeah, again, I would think Speed deserves to play every single snap moving forward. That's how I would kind of treat it. Now, you know, it does seem like Gus Bradley's been open-minded to Stewart and Alubi getting some sort of role. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is a very matchup-driven thought, and maybe it's me trying to push Nick Cross onto the field just to see what the hell he is. But how about? You know, expanding a little bit more of a, you know, sub package role to where you know it is kind of a, I don't know, a four, 
I guess a four one six if you want to take speed off the field and put cross on the field as kind of that you know nickel ish dime ish linebacker. Um, that's a thought that I've had as well, but undoubtedly it's going to be a lot, a lot of EJ speed. I think we've hit everything that we've needed to hit regarding Shaq uh, until Twitter questions come through. So let's dive into the Colts and, opponent. And, and Eddie, l- l- let me just go one one more on it. You know, Shaq and has certainly has disagreed to some things that I've said, tweeted, et cetera, et cetera, over the year. I have such an incredible amount of respect for him as an athlete as a football player that dude pours his heart and soul into that game um you want that like his comments the last two thursdays that comes out of the competitor that i mean that is what it was all rooted in and i thought he honestly did it in a in a decently respectful manner um and and so i i want to give my just a hat tip to him as an athlete as a competitor it's a hell of a story it's a hell of a story. It's a very inspirational story. Um, he's been through a lot, so I do want to make sure that that hat tip is there. And again, having said all of that, if you want to get the elevator pitch of what Kevin Bowen thinks of the move, insert harsh reality, NFL business is at play, injuries effing suck, et cetera, et cetera. The Colts needed to do this. Could they have waited till the end of the year? Sure. But I, I understand where they're coming from. If you're going to be about accountability, and if you're going to bring a new coach in, he's going to preach that. Just because a guy makes X amount of money and is and is he's on the side of Lucas Oil Stadium doesn't mean he's got different rules than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Especially when, again, the unfortunate nature to two back surgeries in five months is clearly seen with this play on the field. So, I probably said something like that a thousand times over the last twenty minutes, but I wanted to make it a thousand and one. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Now let's dive into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They come to Lucas Oil Stadium 4-6. and six. Uh, They have been losers in four of their last five. Their only win coming against the Tennessee Titans. They are 2-3 and three away from Tampa Bay. Colts obviously five and five, but they are one and four at Lucas Oil Stadium this year. Looking at their injury report, a lot of big names on the injury report defensively: Jamel Dean, Levante David, Ryan Neal, uh, Carlton Davis were most notable on the defense. Uh, Todd Bowles spoke today, handful of hours ago, as we record this podcast, saying that if today was game day, Levante David, Carlton Davis, and Jamel Dean would not have played he says that they are still going to quote see how they how the week goes regarding their injuries you know eddie earlier in the week i might even say this to you on monday i think this on paper you could point to as one of the easier games the rest of the way um i probably was premature in that thought but let me explain why i said that yeah i didn't say it just to whatever say it Um, they've lost four or five They're coming back from their longest road trip of the year against one of the most physical teams you'll play all season in San Francisco. You mentioned their injuries. Those are notable names on that injury list. They don't run it well, and that's been a weakness for the Colts without Grover Stewart. So right there, I thought to myself, boy, a lot of that adds up to manageable, easy, quote-unquote. Now, where I was premature is, and this might be a little bit of a uh, hell, it's a really low bar here, these final seven games. 
Baker Mayfield in this wideout group, is that the best quarterback-receiver combo they'll face the rest of the season? Probably. No more Joe Burrow and Cincy. C.J. Stroud's wideouts are who? Tank Dell, Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Nico Collins, obviously. Bobby Trees. Yeah, it's it, yeah. So I mean, when you look at a Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Trey Palmer coming on a little bit more, I, you might. And I bring that up because Eddie, you've played two straight passing offenses that have not had a pulse. What? When's the last time you played a passing offense that had a pulse? The Saints. Yeah. And you saw what happened in that game. Now Tony Brown obviously was in the lineup that day. That's not where you're at, and we'll see about Juju Brents. Shane Steichen didn't seem super optimistic, but I might be reading too much into it. Um, We'll await a Colts injury report here. Uh, But that is something that I am curious about. You know, how does that group kind of deal with, again, a competent passing offense? I do think Todd Bowles has a history of taking away a run game, and Vita Vey is a guy the Colts absolutely loved in that 2018 draft, Mm -hmm. and he is an absolute load in the middle. Talking to Quentin Nelson about him today, Nelson was just abusive in his praise, physically and mentally, uh, which I thought was really interesting about how smart of a player Vea is. Um, It's it's kind of funny. I jotted down some Bucks notes at the start of the week, and I'm looking at them right here. And on the bottom of it is the question, are you benching Leonard? That was one of my <laughs> Bucks notes that I wanted to make sure we hit on. Full circle. On this podcast. Full circle. Um, and I'll say last thing on Tampa, Eddie, is I think a good thing for the Colts this week is they are coming off a two-game win streak, but we have not had a parade for them these last couple weeks. We have not had rose petals at their feet. Think about exiting Baltimore. A lot of praise that week. A lot of praise. They did not respond well at home against the Rams. When the praise rises, this team tends to not rise. But I'm curious if the didn't play well against Carolina, one, didn't play well against New England, one, then a bye week. It's been a long time since we've A, seen the Colts play football, B, seen the Colts play quality football. So maybe that bullseye isn't as big. And I'm curious that angle to it. As well, so we'll we'll give our picks to round it out, uh, but just a little bit of Tampa Bay action. So you mentioned it the uh, the Bucks have not been good in terms of rushing the football effectively. Uh, Rashad White averaging just three point three yards per carry. He has two games this year where he's over four per carry. Talked about the Colts defense not being good against the run as of late. You say that's something you can feel confident about, but inversely, could that be something you could be worried about if, let's say, Rashad White gets going on the ground against the Colts defense, against the run who hasn't been as good recently? Boy, you would hope not. I understand where you're coming from with that that sort of comment, but oh boy, I still think 32nd ranked run defense or 32nd ranked rushing offense. You would hope that that is not too big of a concern with that. Uh, before we give our picks, let's do run down a few Twitter questions. Alrighty. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Twitter questions primarily going towards Shaq Leonard. Uh, Colin, the question everyone is all wondering now that Shaq is gone. Who
who will replace his spot on the side of Lucas Oil Stadium next season? Anthony Richardson or Michael Pittman Jr.? What about Matt Gay? Shane Steichen? Zaire Franklin? Ziggy Smalls? Kenny Moore? Blue? Thank you for the memories. Cloney Dungy? Um, yeah, I... I uh, this is obviously one that we get a lot. So what do you got up there now, right? Taylor, Buckner, Nelson? Yep. The Horseshoe? Yeah, the Horseshoe will probably be up there for the rest of the year. What do you think? Pittman? I would say Richardson. Really? That that soon? Guy's never started and won an NFL football game, and he's already on the side of Lucas Oil Stadium? He's Superman. Yeah. It's funny. There's like so much debate about stuff like this, and it's like they probably just, you know, literally are like flipping a coin back there. Like, oh, which picture looks the best with that? Yeah, I mean, obviously Richardson, you know, typically quarterbacks, they just naturally, I mean, he, he was the captain this year. You know, it's not like rookies, rookies are not captains at, at any other position. Josh Downs? Um, you go Richardson, I'll go, I'll go Pittman. If I had to pick one that wasn't Richardson, Zaire Franklin? Yeah, yeah. Just to replace... Yeah, and honestly, I, I don't even look at that as like it's a replacement for Shaq. I look at it as Zaire Franklin stands for a lot of what you want to be about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fans love him, too. Damon is up next. As much as the cutting of Shaq hurts my soul, I think this was a good move. The Colts had an opportunity to reallocate the money into a position of need, that being edge rusher, wide receiver, or cornerback. Do you see Zaire receiving any sort of extension with the cap space? And is this another example of Shane Steichen's holding everyone accountable? Well, yeah, I think I've kind of answered that that last part. You know, Eddie, it was funny. When all of that went down yesterday, I thought to myself, and I wrote this, I don't know if it was one of the, the points that we brought uh, out on Monday's podcast, but one of the points that I made of the 10 things I'm watching for a post-bye week is, do we see any contract extensions? You know, we, we've already seen Luke Rhodes. We've already seen Jonathan Taylor. Anyone else? Because if you look at that Colt free agent list, I cannot recall a year that you could probably say five to six pending free agents could go out in the open market and garner a really nice multi-year deal. Whether that is Pittman, whether that is Kenny Moore, whether that's Grover Stewart, whether that's Julian Blackman, whether that's maybe even Zach Moss. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting about somebody. That's a free agent as well. Um, so that is something that I did think about. Rigoberto Sanchez. He is indeed one. Gardner Minshew is one. Uh, again, do are you using any sort of money in the here and now to extend somebody? Is Pittman that guy? I I, I don't know. I, 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 that is one I am curious about. Now, does this $6 million that they saved this year... They do save six million, right? Even if he goes unclaimed, or do they have to pay him that six point one one million if he goes unclaimed? Uh, I believe they have to pay him okay. that money the rest of the year. Okay, yeah. So never mind, because I doubt he gets claimed at all. But right, 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 right. Uh, Cody and Walter are up next. The Colts just made a statement, and I like it. For the past two years, Shaq has been paid, and the Colts are not getting the return that they so desire as a result 
of the surgeries. He starts making statements to the media with a lack of production, and they let him go. I loved watching him when he was healthy and seeing the things he did in the community, and I wish him and his family the best of luck. But you can't complain about playing time when you are not producing with the time you are given. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he make a business decision by holding out before his contract? The Colts made a business decision today by letting him go. Saw this coming eventually, but how do you think this will impact the locker room? Yeah, obviously a lot there. Um, You know, in Shane Steichen's response today, and I asked him, you know, did the public comments play into this at all? And I mean, Shane definitely did not like say no to that answer um it's a case-by-case study and i'm not going to get into the details and yeah i I do think there's a fine line for head coaches you do want players to speak their minds you want players to feel comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to speak their mind and i think i've said this for the last couple weeks in relation to shaq's comments i appreciate his candor i didn't agree with his rationale on it um and i don't know maybe there is a little bit of a code of you know, when, when when you start to chirp like that, um, that's an unwritten rule if you don't air dirty laundry and it's going to impact some things behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that was necessarily at play here. Um, didn't seem like there was some smoking gun with any of this. Didn't seem like Leonard found out he was going to be inactive and flipped Chris Ballard's desk over or, you know, I don't know, something crazy like that. How will it impact the locker room? I mean, I think it will be a loss just because Jonathan Taylor said something today that really stuck out to me about Taylor or excuse me about Leonard you always knew where he was he's loud he's loud broad energy um, I think back to Jamie Moore the area scout first finded him in South Carolina State and you know 6 a.m. practice and there's Leonard just going nuts in the end zone getting ready for practice um, he brought that energy I mean watch him run out of the tunnel I mean it, it's loud it's dancing. It's it's a lot of it. Um, you know, Zaire brings some of that, but in a different way. So I'm just curious, you know, does that matter? Will it not matter? Um, do you get into lulls or maybe you look for that? Was Shaq not doing enough of that and becoming more of an individual distraction when he came off the field on third downs and things like that? Um, but for the time being, I do think you you're going to feel it to a degree. Do I think it's all of a sudden going to be a you know, massive difference in wins and losses and things like that? I don't. Um, but I think it'd be a little bit of a discredit to him to act like he's just going away and it's just... I mean, there was a somber tone in that locker room today, especially when guys were you know specifically talking about Leonard. Now, you know, it, it's Wednesday. Sunday's light years away. I don't think that's going to be some hangover cloud come Sunday. Couldn't help but notice while I'm sitting here watching you Talk, you're getting a little sprout action up there. Are you saying that the hair is getting fertilized a little bit up top? Yeah. It is. Starting Thank you to the great folks at We Grow Hair Indy. Uh, it's a slow process, but yes, uh, I have noticed that as well. I feel like a chia pet. Ch-ch-ch-chia. Yeah. Should I get Rosie one of those for Christmas? That's up to you. Uh, I guess she hey, has Maddie. one. She has one on her father right now. Uh, <laughs> there you right? Go. Does she get to water your head? Um, she did do the spray one time. 
Nah, there is uh, a little spray that that they uh, that they encouraged me to uh, use on it. There. I'm sure she had fun with it. She usual. absolutely loved it. She uh, did. Two questions left. We'll get to them quickly. Uh, Gary is up next. Do you think the maniac will be the next Peyton Manning and go on and have some great career? Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Appreciate all the excellent content. Gary, happy Thanksgiving to you. I don't. No, I don't think Shaq will go on and have a great second act. I, I just, I think physically, man, it's just he's just not the same guy. Um, and I honestly look at Peyton, and I know it's you know ages are different, positions are different, injuries, injuries are different. Yep. But it's not like 2013 Peyton continued for much longer in Denver. Um, so I, I hope Leonard can find it. Again, I, I know how much the game of football means to him, and um, but. No, it's just he's a guy that has to res- he's a guy that plays too athletic and too physical of position to rely mostly on instincts. And that's kind of where he's at right now. So, no, I can't go there. Final Twitter question comes from Craig. I'm a bit shocked by the Shaq news. If he is not a fit on the defense, then why cut him now and not at the end of the season, do the Colts save anything? I heard that they are still on the hook for $6 million this season. Also, isn't he better than the next man up? And what happens if EJ Speed gets hurt? It's a tough decision, but I just wonder why it's being done in the middle of the season. Yeah, and, and that's, I think, a fair question to bring up, Eddie. And I guess that's a little bit of the debate. You know, how much are you just saying it's become a distraction? We don't want him here. Mm hmm. That and then p- partially my belief a little bit in this too is like, okay, you're not going to play the rest of the year. We're just going to let you go. We'll still pay, we'll pay you the contract, obviously. And it gives you a chance to go on waiver. Somebody claim you, you go play there or you become a free agent and someone else can pick you up and you can go play there. Yeah, I, I, I you know, people brought that up. I understand that. But again, I think a lot of this is just to do with, you know, again, they felt like, and understandably so. We all watched the same games that he just was not the same level at all. Agreed. Um, and not sniffing that you know twenty million dollar contract that you did pay him. Uh, Eddie Garrison, I'm going twenty four twenty Colts. I'm going the other way. Oh, you gonna go with the Bucks? Mm-hmm. Score twenty four twenty. Oh, same exact score. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, um, any Eddie. particular reason why? Uh, why I'm going with the Bucks? Uh huh. To me, Baker Mayfield's played a much better, but much better football than Gardner Minshew. Um, and when you look at how both these teams look, offense versus Tampa's defense, I just question if Gardner Minshew can make enough plays in the passing game for them to win. Because I think Tampa Bay will be able to neutralize Taylor a little bit, just like New England did, just like Carolina did. Um, and then inversely, defensively, I'm still I still have questions. Can you contain Mike Evans? Can you contain Trey Palmer? Yeah, uh, those are two guys that can get him down the field. I'm not worried about Godwin because Kenny Moore has had his, such a great year, but that's where my um, concerns are with the Colts, and that's why I went Tampa Bay. It's very fair. Obviously, the Gardner Minshew we're going to see post bye week. Um, not to mention they've struggled at home too. Really, really eager. Yeah, one one and four at home. One of their last ten. So, um, yeah. Uh, that's fair. I, I I understand where you're coming from on that one. Eddie, have a great Thanksgiving, man. Thank you. 
all of our listeners out there, safe travels. Again, Happy cherish that time. to you and the family as well. Thank you. Thank you. Cherish that time with family and friends. Have a great, great rest of your week, weekend. We'll talk to you Monday, recapping Colts and Bucks.